0: Life isn't fair. We have to understand that. It shouldn't be fair. It's a trial ground. It's a testing ground. It's built to make us harder. It's built to make us as strong as we can, to test us, to drive us. So mentality is the only thing that gets us through life.
1: That's David Goggins. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for joining me today as we have David Goggins back on the show, and he is the legend of overcoming the limitations of the human mind. And today, he's picking up where he left off from the last time we had him featured on the show, which was episode number 491. And just for some context, the last time that we had him on the show, he spoke about how unhappy he was with his life and that it was always his childhood dream to become a Navy SEAL. So one day after a horrible day at work, he saw a Navy SEAL commercial. And at that point, he decided to go all in on his dream. So he quit his job and lost over 100 pounds in less than four months and that enabled him to enter into the program to one day become a Navy SEAL. So today, he's here to continue his story of the ups and the downs along that path and to inspire us to really unearth that untapped potential that we all have within ourselves. So without further ado, here's David Goggins. Enjoy.
0: Your best work has to come when you're least motivated. Where does that come from? It comes from basically. I had to stop thinking normal. I had to stop thinking normal. I can no longer be a common man walking around doing common things. But no one taught me this stuff. It wasn't like I had you know I paid a trainer to come train me. Jenny Craig didn't come down and miracle my none of this happened. It was on me, and that's what you have to realize. Everything you do, you may have some support, you may not, but it's on you. You have to make the decision whether you want to be a bad a** or whether you want to just want to be mediocre and everything's okay. But being a bad a** hurts real bad. And that's why I didn't want to do it. So over the next two and a half months, I won't bore you know, bore with details, I lost the weight. I went back to the recruiter and I went to BUDS, Navy SEAL training and I was the only person in the history of the Navy still training to go through three Hell Weeks in one year. Hell Week is 130 hours of, of continuous training, and it um, starts on Sunday, ends on Friday. You might get two hours of sleep, and I did all that in one year. Why did I do that in one year? Cuts the chase again. There was an old crusty commanding officer named Captain Bowen. Captain Bowen was an old Vietnam vet. This was his last tour of duty, and he believed... Over, so over 70 years, this training's been going on. He believed no matter where you were at, you will start from day one if you don't make it through. So I get to Wednesday, ruptured hernia, back to day one, week one. Gets my, gets my second hell week, I get through that hell week, get ready to start second phase, break my kneecap. Roll back day one, week one. In my third hell week, I'm standing there, I have 16 stress fractures. So I have 16 stress fractures. This is me in my first hell week, I believe. So I have 16 stress fractures. I'm on my crutches, I'm looking at him, and he says, "Uh, Goggins, this is your last time you're going through training. You have four classes to get better. So I got hurt in May, had to come back in January from a broken kneecap, all kind of crap. Stress fractures totally jacked up. So how I did it, I actually came back. Stress fractures don't heal really well. So I got through my third hell week of my third class, And in that hell week, we had a guy die of pulmonary edema. It was one of the coldest hell weeks on the planet. So what hell week is, is they freeze your butt off. And usually you get done freezing and they try to warm you up. In this particular hell week, it just continued and continued to rain. So we never got warm. He ended up dying Wednesday night of pulmonary edema. So when I got through with hell week, my stress fractures were so bad. And I realized I can't go through... I need to get rolled again. I'm broken. And he's like, no more rolls. And I remember that. So at this hell week, I said to myself, man, I can't even walk. I was on crutches again. But after hell week, you get walk week. And after walk week, you have 20 more weeks of getting your butt kicked. So I had a plan. My plan was to show up at 3.30 in the morning, put my black sock on, go on my dive cage, and get duct tape. And I would literally cast my feet up to mid and my calf. And for the first 40 minutes of the run, that it would, I have a pressure, so I still have them now, pressure ulcers that are now healed up, but you can see the scars from the flexion of the joint. So basically how, so, so what I did was, I pretty much cast my ankle up my shin, so I wasn't doing this and activating those stress fractures. So I ran on my hip flexors. For the first 45 minutes, the pain was so excruciating, but then after that, it would subside and I would be able to finish the day out. The pain would come back. So I get done with SEAL training. I gained the weight back, I'm about 250 pounds. And have you guys heard of the, of the story of Lone Survivor? Marcus Luttrell is a great friend of mine. We speak on the Patriot Tour together. Um, I went through Bud's training with Danny Deese, Michael Murphy, Axe, and also uh, Marcus Luttrell. Marcus was the only guy that lived on this operation. It, it went bad. QRF team came in, Quick Reaction Force team came in of, of Navy SEALs. They got blown up, everybody died but Marcus Atrill. I was at free fall school with his twin brother, Morgan Atrill, who's also a Navy SEAL. Heard about it, went home, Googled ways to raise money, Googled races, all this other stuff. What came up at 250, hadn't put running shoes on in over a year, was a race called the Badwater 135. where you run 135 miles, in one day, pretty much 48 hours, and it's in Death Valley in summertime. I didn't know anything about this crazy world. I thought it was a stage race. I thought he ran like 10, 15 miles, camped out, barbecued, and then ran again. (laughs) So I called the race director up, Chris Costman. I said, hey man, I wanna do this race to raise money. He said, have you ran 100 miles before? I said, what, in the calendar year? He said, no, in one day. I called him up on a Wednesday, and he says, You only have two more races to qualify for my Badwater race. And basically, you have to run 100 miles in 24 hours. The race right there in San Diego that Saturday was called the San Diego One Day, where you run around a one mile track for 24 hours. Haven't run it in, you know, in basically a year. I said, Hey, I'm gonna do it. I'm a Navy SEAL. Bad idea. Go to Walmart, get a blue lawn chair, Rich Crackers, Mileplex. And um, that's my nutrition, people, for a hundred miles. Pretty stupid, right? I have my ex-wife out there with me. She's crewing me. I get to mile 70. When you get to mile 70, and you haven't run past 20 miles in your life, and you sit down for the first time, what do you think happens? Pretty jacked up, right? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at three of my ex-wife, and I'm sitting there. She's looking at me. I'm looking at her, and I said— I'm kind of making it very abbreviated. In the book, it's a lot more than this, but I'm going to abbreviate it real quick. I asked her if she loved me. She said yes. Why? I said, I'm going to take a sh on myself right now. Because I couldn't stand up because my blood pressure was all messed up. Start peeing blood down my leg. She's a nurse, so she's freaking out. And there's one thing a black man never wants to hear, ever. She said, You're starting to turn white. So this is where the 40% rule comes in, people. Worst shape my entire life. I've been through Ranger School, Delta Force Selection twice, three hell weeks, all this crap. This is the worst pain I've ever been in. To this day, I'm 43 years old right now. I did 21 years in the military. I've done 60 ultra races, pull-up records, all kind of stuff. This is the worst pain of my entire life to this day. But this is when I had to realize one thing. I had to break this humongous thing down to very small. All I put in my mind was, let's not quit yet. I'm going to quit, but not yet. So I sat there. I can't stand up. So let's get some nutrition. All right. I'm not dizzy anymore. Let me clean this crap off me. Okay. I need some food. I'm going to quit after I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All right. But not yet. Let me see if I can stand up. Stand up. Maybe I'll quit. Let me see if I can walk to the car. Hmm, There's the car. It's so a one-mile track. I walk past the car. I'm just going to get back to the chair. I'm not going to quit yet. I kept this mindset the whole time. I ended up doing 30 more miles. Did 31 miles, truly, after, after that. I did 101 miles in 19 hours. If you're driving a car, the car may say 130 miles an hour. The factory puts a governor on it, so you only go 91. So you're sitting there when you race somebody. They, they have no governor. They're fine. Boom. You can't, because every time you get to 91, the car starts doing this. Starts doing this. We put a governor on our brain. And the second we get to that governor, our body starts doing this. Oh, this sucks. This is uncomfortable. No, 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 no. Let's go this way. Let's stop. It starts giving you all these questions that we cannot answer. If you can't answer the questions your brain is asking you, you quit. If you have the answers to those questions of why the hell am I out here, and you give it a quick answer, the brain starts shutting up because it knows why we're doing what we're doing. I started figuring these things out in my life. So we have this governor on our brain and how you start pushing past that governor, start realizing your brain has the tactical advantage over you. Why? Because it knows your insecurities. It knows when you're lying, it knows your fears, it knows everything about you. And whenever those things start, like right now, I'm scared to death up here, why? When I was in sixth grade, I was in the play. And I stood up in front of a whole bunch of white people that probably didn't, you know, I was being judged in my mind. Scared the s out of me. And I stuttered severely bad. And I knew I stuttered bad. My line was this long. It was like, hello, or some shit. <laughs> and I stood up for everybody. And I was like this. And I walked off stage. So when I walk up in front of 1,000, 1,200 people, it's still there. My mind's telling me, go. Run off the stage. I have to tell my mind something different. I have to remember my resume, what I've been through, that all of you in here are just as up as me. We post our real life, never on Instagram. We post the life that we wanna have out there. That's not me anymore, I'm gonna tell you exactly about me, who I am, that's how you get better, that's how you fix yourself, that's how you grow. I'm gonna move on real quick to the very end of my story. I could be up here for a long time, but I need some questions. I did everything I talked about up here. I ran 205 miles. I ran 7,000 miles in 2007 to raise $2 million for Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Thank you. I did it all with a hole in my heart, the size of a dime. So basically, I was sick as hell, and I didn't get into all of this. Once again, all these stories in my book with all these takeaways that I have that, you know, I'm not a theorist, people. There's a bunch of people who are theorists who go to the library study the mind. They study it in a book. I studied it by being a practitioner. I put my mind in hell, and I realized how it was thinking. And I figured out tools and tactics on how to get through it by being in it, not by studying it, by being in it. And literally, that's how I started callousing over. You know how? So I did What, I did 67,000 pull-ups in nine months, and it calloused my hands. It calloused my hands real good to protect my hands against the bar. I started learning how to callous my mind to callous over my victim's mentality. And that's what I did. So, back to the hole in my heart. Everything I talked about, three hell weeks, ranger school, running, swimming, I did triple Ironmans. I did all kind of crap. And when I got to about 33, 34 years old, I started being extremely sick. When you have an ASD, and so ASD is atrial septal defect, a lot of us are born with a hole in our heart. When we get to a certain age, it closes. Mine was very large. So basically, the good blood would get with the bad blood. So the oxygenated blood would be deoxygenated. and I was, So the bad blood was going through my body, long story short. And that's how I was doing everything. And so they sent me to John Hopkins. Everybody studied my body. They studied everything. And one guy says, you know what? We can't find anything on how you did all this. How are you able to do all this? A head guy came in from MIT. And he said, you know how he did it? Understand something, people. We are leaving a lot on the table my book is called Can't Hurt Me. Why is it called Can't Hurt Me? Life isn't fair. We have to understand that. It shouldn't be fair. It's a trial ground. It's a testing ground. It's built to make us harder. It's built to make us as strong as we can, to test us, to drive us. So mentality is the only thing that gets us through life. I was an underdog. We are all underdogs in life. Even the baddest person in the world should think that way. So you should always have I've never arrived mentality. And the can't hurt me mentality is no matter where you come from, the sewer or wherever you think you're from. When I got out of the sewer, I got to the road and looked around and said, can't hurt me. Nothing should be able to hurt you. If you believe that, it starts to become true.
1: Big Thanks to David Goggins for stopping by. His website is David Goggins. That is also his Instagram. His New York Times best-selling book that came out about a couple of years ago, 2018, I believe, is entitled Can't Hurt Me, Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds. I absolutely love that book. Highly recommend that anyone go check that out and pick it up. Uh, and his latest book, which came out about a year ago, is entitled Never Finished, Unshackle Your Mind, and win the war within. And as I mentioned before, the last episode that he was featured on the show is 491 and the one prior to that was 265. So you can go and check that out. All right, that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later.